It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. Anything's yeah. possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you gotta repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on a Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your regular daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing at this very moment, listening to my sweet voice, thank you for doing so. We're the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, J. King, here on a Draft Wednesday. I want to thank you for playing Draft with us. And if you are not playing Draft, go to Draft.com or don't let, download the draft app to play some real fun fantasy uh, basketball with us, and we'll get you a free entry into that draft later on in the show. Also, I want to thank our other sponsor, Greats.com. Greats.com sent me an awesome pair of sneakers, and I'm going to tell you how you can get a pair for yourself for fifty. Yo, I haven't off. got mine yet. I need mine. You got to get yours, man. You got. I can't get- wait for my Greats.com have- shoes to come in. Yeah. You know, I got a pair of the Royale Blanco, white on white on white, super, super clean. Love it. Worked to work today. Made everybody jealous. That's it. So you'll get 15% off later in the show. We're going to talk about a lot of things, uh, just kind of leftover stuff as we wait for the Wednesday night game against the Heat and then the Thursday night game against that turkey dinner. So Marcus Morris Interesting kind of numbers with Marcus Morris on and off the floor. Uh, Kyrie Irving being, I guess, uh, an MVP candidate. Marcus Smart shooting like shit, but also being <laughs> one of the best players the Celtics have. So, But I bring up the MVP thing because I just want to get this off my chest right away. Stop talking about the goddamn MVP on November 21st. Like, stop doing that. It's, it's, it's a little early for MVP talk. And even if it even if it weren't too early, James Harden is still the guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love this. You're like, yeah, it's too early for MVP talk, but here's my MVP. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm saying like Kyrie is, has started to get some some buzz. And sure. And look, he's played great, especially the last couple of games. He's been great. The crunch time, he's been outrageous. He's been a, a big part of the Celtics. To me, his season, this is going to maybe seem like a strange comparison. It's kind of like the 2011 Derrick Rose MVP season so far, where he's been really, really good. And the Celtics defense is so great that he's probably even getting more credit than he deserves because they've won so many games. And a lot of it is because they're just getting stops after stops after stops. And then 
instead of crediting the defense like people should be, some of the credit is going to Kyrie. And, and again, he's been really, really good. Like crunch time, he's been outrageous. There's there he has had no equal in crunch time this season. He has been what? How how many games is he up to now that he's won the Celtics in the fourth quarter and or overtime? Like he did against Dallas. What is it? Miami, Oklahoma City, um, Golden State, Golden State. Who else? Obviously Dallas. Yeah. Um, there's there's one more on there, I think. So it's like now it's up to five games in the 16 game stretch that he kind of took over down the stretch when they needed him. Oh, oh, throw Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta on there, yeah. So he's been he's been awesome, but I I just think. There are other guys who are having better seasons than Kyrie, and that's okay. <laughs> but, <and> that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. But here, here's here's my point, and I I always end up like being the guy who pisses on the parade, right? Like this is just some fun talk, but that's fine. If people want to throw, oh yeah, this guy's probably the MVP so far. What really what bugs me is like the overly emotional takes. Like people are entrenched before Thanksgiving. Like we could sit there and say. Yeah, you know, uh, I would say that you know Kyrie might be the MVP so far, and then people are like, "What are you crazy? No way, man! It's Harden." And people are Harden. What are you nuts? It's like, whoa, hold on, hold on, because a, <laughs> like a guy like Damian Lillard can go off for forty points in four straight games, and people are like, "Wow, yo, Dame is probably going to be like the MVP if he keeps going like this." At this point, the sample size is so small. Like, look at Kyrie specifically. Kyrie was having a a decent start to the season, but you had people saying, eh, you know, he, he's okay, but he's not what he was in Cleveland. And then next thing you know, he rips off this amazing stretch of just bailing the Celtics out in fourth quarters, 47 points against Dallas, the, this monster fourth quarter against Golden State in Atlanta. And people are like, oh, man, he could be an MVP. Like, he could. He very well could because he's Kyrie Irving and he gets a ton of attention. But, like, anybody can be the MVP right now. Giannis even, was an MVP candidate two weeks ago. Now nobody's talking about him anymore. Even think from a Celtics perspective, recent Celtics perspective, last year around this time, people there were some people in the Celtics media, we won't call them out, Adam Kaufman, saying that <laughs> Isaiah Thomas should should come off the bench. And and then Isaiah went on like the, one of the best three or four month runs, offensive right. runs in Celtics history. So there's there's a lot of basketball to be played, a lot, a lot that will happen over the last seventy five percent of the season. Kyrie <laughs> has been great, which is awesome for the Celtics, and and that's a cool thing. And the Celtics have won a lot of games, sixteen straight, sixteen straight. Yeah, but. Like it's yeah. it, this is fun. It's fun to sit there and be like, "Oh, this guy's having a pretty good start to the season." You know, who knows what could happen? Yeah, Giannis is in there. LeBron's in there. Porzingis is like pl- playing great. Nick isn't going to win it this year, but like seriously, anybody can go off for a few a few hot stretches here and change the dynamic. Like, what happens if? Uh, Westbrook goes off again and Oklahoma City starts getting it together or Paul George for that matter or whatever. Or what if Kawhi comes back and starts going nuts and the Spurs go on a big run? People are like, oh, yep, yep. We forgot about Kawhi. He's actually the MVP. And <laughs> like, it's just too early. It's fine to say that these guys are having these seasons, but I'm seeing some really heated, 
heated, like all caps, arguing on Twitter, people losing their minds, calling each other names. Like it's way too good. Pace yourselves. Pace yourselves. Yeah, you're, it's, you're it's at least too three, early MVP conversation. It's at least three months early to be Way all capsing people in yeah. MVP discussions. Oh, God, what's going to happen in January? This is like giving the first gymnast in the Olympics all tens. You never know what's coming next. That's why you come to the Lockdown Celtics podcast for good, high quality gymnast talk. Yeah, that's. I wasn't prepared for that one. I got I got nothing for that. I got no no response to that. You I'm, left me speechless, man. I'm going to give you a, time, a, a moment to catch your thoughts while I tell people to go to draft.com and hook it up. Challenge me, challenge Jay, challenge Sam Jam Packard the Great, who is not so great at this. Take his money. <laughs> there is money available on a daily basis from Sam Packard. You know, we, the people are signing up a ton for for us, and people. Oh man, what's going on? What what's your secret? Why are so many people signing up from the Lockdown Celtics podcast? And I feel it's very simple. Sam Packard is just giving away money daily about the uh, on this thing. So here's what you do: you go to draft.com or download the Draft app. Your chances are win are are of winning on on this site are eighty percent better than on salary cap sites. Probably a lot higher when you're playing Sam. So Draft is my favorite fantasy site because you don't have a bunch of people with you know whatever they do on those other sites. It's it's me, it's you, it's a couple of other people that have downloaded Draft and we just play each other. This is cool. It's the snake draft, so you don't have a million people with the same players. You just got to get it right. You got to get it right, and you never know who's gonna make the right pick. I have my problem on draft is I tend to outthink myself and I go too deep into matchups instead of just picking the best damn players. So I'm not exactly uh, taking people's <laughs> cash either. So you can play in a real life. Well, only you would think about matchups that hard in fantasy basketball. I, I really do. I'm like, oh, well, here's a guard and hmm, the Cavaliers perimeter defense is not great. And it's like, I'll take, you know, some second. <laughs> Some guy off the bench. <laughs> so, like, no, 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 bad move. But so here's what you do: you go, you play in a real life NBA draft. It could be right now. Uh, I almost, I was this close to, to starting a draft with one game tonight: Bulls and Lakers. I, I'm so close to actually putting one up just to see how crazy that would get. Uh, but we could do it. And and you're listening to this on Wednesday. I will put up a link on my Twitter. I know Sam will put up a link, maybe more than one, on his Twitter. And you challenge us. We will set up the league, and you challenge us. And if you join through Draft.com or the app, the Draft app, and use the promo code LOCELTICS, you get to play in a real money draft for free after you make your first deposit. So use the promo code LOCELTICS, sign up, and you get to join for free after your first deposit, and then you get to take our money. So who knows what the hell you end up making. You can end up doing your entire Christmas shopping, your holiday shopping in one stop. So sign up. Uh, locked on. LOCELTICS is the promo code, and we offer a money-back guarantee of up to $100 if there are any problems. So search for Draft in your app store. Go to draft.com. Play free right now with the promo code LOCELTICS.
NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going to guess no one will be drafting Marcus Smart. (laughs) Do you get credit for winning plays? I don't think impacts winning is a category. That's too bad. There goes, yeah, we'll probably probably leave Marcus on the bench for this one. I heard you and Sam talking about it in the last podcast after the game. And look, I've... Everywhere I go to talk about the Celtics is the one thing that I get asked. Marcus Smart, if we look at Marcus Smart's history, this is this shouldn't be surprising. Like Marcus Smart doesn't get off to hot starts generally. And was it last this, season? This is the worst yet, though. Oh, this is absolutely the worst. This is absolutely offensively, worst. offensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he has had slow starts. And remember, was it last year or the season before? They all just run together sometimes. Where they had the blizzard. It was two seasons ago. Where they had the blizzard and he shot alone in the gym. And next thing you know, he was the hottest shooter. He was like Steph Curry. And then. Yeah, he needs a snow day. He needs a snow day. Like, so Marcus Smart is, okay, shooting pretty poorly, shooting 26% from three. Yeah, that, that is not pretty poorly. That's like. That's. That's. Way worse than that. I, I was I was trying to think of a, a proper analogy to make, little little metaphor, but there's nothing that bad that I could think of right away. No, no, his true shooting percentage is under forty percent, which is just abysmal. Just I mean, just terrible. He's, he's taken you know double digit shots per game. It's not like he's just right a small role player. So all of that being said, that I do think he is going to, I don't want to say regress to the mean, it'll be progress to the mean because his mean is much higher. But, you know, yeah. last season, 
he started out really, really slow. And then in January, he got his shooting up to 30, his three-point shooting up to over 36%. And in April, he shot 35%. He's up and down, but he has these like things, these moments where he gets it together. So I expect the shooting to come come back at some point and be uh what's the proper terminology? Bad versus absolutely effing horrible. But Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> what that be- pining for bad shooting smart versus what we have now. But still Still, and this is my favorite subplot of the entire season, he is one of the leaders in the NBA in plus minus. So it, it's it's outrageous that he's found ways to be a net positive while shooting twenty six percent from the field. It is to be that bad a shooter and that harmful a shooter and still be a positive. It's almost impossible. <laughs> It, it really it, – it shouldn't be possible. Like if you shoot as much as Marcus Smart does and you shoot as badly as Marcus Smart does, your ass should be in the G League. Your ass should be in China. Your ass should be in the Netherlands. I don't, I don't know <laughs> where, where these terrible leagues are that you should be in. But you should not be in the goddamn NBA and you certainly shouldn't be part of a closing lineup that has kicked the shit out of people. And you certainly shouldn't be a net positive on the best – the team with the best record in basketball. It is, he's, it boggles the mind what he accomplishes while shooting just <laughs> woeful, woeful percentages. We can't come up with the proper words to describe <laughs> exactly what, how bad it is. But on the plus side, look, he's, he's, do you want to hear, do you want to hear an amazing stat? Always. With Marcus Smart, Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford on the court. The Celtics have outscored teams by 24.6 points per 100 possessions. That's a lot. So so Marcus Smart, this guy who is quite literally shooting right now worse than anyone in NBA history hmm. has ever done and considerably worse than he's ever shot. And he's already been one of the worst shooters in NBA history. And meanwhile, when he's on the court, and especially when he's on the court with the Celtics' other best players, they just kick the shit out of other teams. It is astounding what the Celtics have done with Marcus Smart on the court, considering that he has just vomited up shots. Yeah, this year. like the the Celtics' offensive rating with Marcus Smart on the court is one hundred five point two. The offensive rating drops to one hundred point four when Marcus Smart is not on the floor. That's I don't know how that's possible, but it is. It does it. He does it because I, like his his assists are up, his assist percentage is up. He's more involved. I think he's just and to his credit, Matt Moore did a great piece on Marcus Smart. Like Marcus Smart is being defended like a threat. He's running pick and rolls, and they're they're converging on him as if he is a threat to score whenever he's in the in that position. And he's also doing this great thing that I've noticed. Uh, a lot more. He's he comes off the pick, and he's putting his that that defender in jail. He stops and kind of almost like backs into the defender and takes the defender completely out of the play because he has to stop or else he's gonna 
run Marcus Smart over. So Marcus Smart backs up into the defender and then takes off and creates this separation where all of a sudden he just magically eliminates this defender from the play. It's little things like that that are completely immeasurable. And Brad Stevens says, he had a quote where I tell Marcus Smart, uh, no one on this team knows what we're supposed to be doing better than you. Like that, some that's sort of what Brad Stevens said. It, it all these tiny little things, and people probably are sick of hearing about all the tiny little things that Marcus Smart does. But that's that's what makes him a net positive on the floor. He what's Kyrie, what's Kyrie's quote? There are the little things really aren't little things in the grand scheme of things. See, <laughs> yeah, see, I don't I don't remember if that's an actual quote or if somebody made it up as if it was his quote. But I. I, I I assume no, it was. he he said I don't know if that was exact, but he's he said some version of that like three or four times already this season. It's true, it's true. And look, Brad Stevens says stuff like that all the time. You know, the process of you know getting better. It, it's you focus on the little things. You focus on what you do best and just do it. And if all of these little things, if you do all of these little things the right way, they're going to add up to one big positive thing. So. That's, I guess, Marcus Smart. I think the the one thing that people have been struggling, and in the midst of games, and I'm watching my tweet deck fly down like crazy, the one constant that I see in every game is somebody tweeting, I can't explain Marcus Smart. Like, I don't get it. No one gets it. Just like no one gets the 16-game win, win streak, like how the hell do you keep coming back from double digits? People just can't quantify Marcus Smart. Like didn't Brad Stevens had the quote? You can't. It makes it hard to quantify Marcus Smart. Like all the stuff well, that he does. Well, it's funny because all the stats, the on-off stats, do quantify it. You know, like yeah, he's, but it, he's I mean, just a positive. He's always been a positive, and nonetheless, we nobody can believe the stats, right? <laughs> because of how horrifically he has he has shot the basketball. It it's okay. So you can theoretically come up with numbers but like how do you it's like saying oh yeah well the, your answer is this well what's the equation how do you how did you get and to that answer like just, t- that teams have gotten teams have gotten more and more ambitious about just leaving him like more and more bold they they just they'll leave him like 10 feet of space and just say all right we're cool with you marcus and he's always gotten that treatment to some extent but i feel like after this stretch, it has maybe been as bad as ever. The, the Mavericks, like, they were basically laying down on the floor 10 <laughs> feet away from Marcus Smart when he caught the basketball. So let's, let's look at it. I, gotta, I, I have a question for you. So he's shooting <laughs> overall 26.7% from the field. and 26- I feel like you or I could shoot that if we, if we played, man. It, wouldn't be that far off. I would not make as many winning plays. Though. No, 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 no. God, no. Um, but so 26.7% from the field, 26% from three. What is the lowest possible acceptable number for you? For Marcus Smart? For Marcus Smart. I mean, <laughs> the 20, you can't say 26% is acceptable. No, it's you, not. You can't. Like, I. I I don't know. 
what has he shot the last few years? Like 34, so his, 35%? His, career, his current career average is 35% from the field and 28.9% from three. That takes you know, into account this season. So, it's funny because we used to talk about how Marcus Martin needs to get the league average, you know, like, right. Like boost his shooting three point shooting to 33 or 34%. I think league average is even higher than that now, but probably when we used to talk about that, it was 33 or 34%. And now we're like, you know what? It'd be cool if Marcus would just shoot like Marcus used to, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Marcus smart hit the league average, I feel like he'd be a, freaking MVP candidate speaking of MVP MVP talk like he's just so awesome at so many other things like if he just shot if he was just an average shooter he would be great like he would just be amazing but look I, I guess right now like he's he's entering this restricted free agency you got to say that this is who he is this is the fourth year of Marcus Smart and I just don't think we're ever going to see a such a dramatic improvement. I, I guess I shouldn't say ever because it's still think, only fourth year. But I think he's going to be a marksman later in the year. Later in the year or later mark- in his career? Later in the year, he's going to be a marksman. Just later this year, he's just all of a sudden be dead eye. <laughs> he's going to just catch fire, man. Like that would just be so Marcus, Marcus smart. smart. It would just be so Marcus smart. Well, no, it would not. It would be. It would be like a two week stretch. <laughs> <laughs> there, there will be a two-week stretch. Oh, yeah. two-week stretch is coming. Guaranteed. There will be a stretch of like two weeks where people are like, oh, my God, Marcus Smart shooting 45% from three. And, yep. and then, then it'll all go away. It'll all go away. <laughs> well, we're it, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk about Marcus Smart shooting when the Celtics are winning games. Yes. But I, pe- people get very down on Smart when the Celtics go down. And like the the reactions to Smart vary very much based on how the Celtics are playing. I think people get a kick out of it when they're winning, and it's like, ha ha ha, Mar- Marcus is missing again, and then it, then then they're they fall behind, and it's like, oh my god, Marcus is going to lose him this game. Yep. And then he and then he wins them the game, and then everyone's like, oh. <laughs> that, was, that was far more stressful than it needed to be. <laughs> no, it's true. And it's it's been like this paradise for people who hate Marcus Smart for like most of the game. And yeah, I know Sam brought up Lou Merloni. And I saw people losing their minds because I didn't pay attention to what he was. And then I went to go down his timeline. And boy, he was just ripping Smart, just ripping him up and down. And then, you know, they won. And it's just like, well, okay. What and your point is, and there's just nothing you can say. It's just it, all right. I guess it doesn't matter because Marcus Smart does things that win the game. Like they don't win that game without Marcus Smart. They just don't. That hustle play, that diving play, out of out of bounds, somehow saving it to Kyrie Irving. That that made no sense. But Marcus Smart keeps making plays that make no sense. But it also would have been a lot easier. If he didn't have that stretch in the second right. quarter, it didn't have to get to that point. Yeah, I yeah. get you. This yeah. this is just the the roller coaster ride that is Marcus Smart. The Marcus Smart experience has <laughs> never been a smooth one. What? We'll, we'll move on from Marcus Smart. I, I one last question for you. Did, did, did your has your opinion changed on what kind of money he gets this summer based on this? 
I can't tell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I with restricted free agency, you never know to begin with. Of course. And now he's having an even more Marcus Smart season than he's ever had. So who knows? I mean, he's been he's been really good at everything except shooting, but shooting he's just been so 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 bad that it's hard sure, to gauge. Wasn't it's sure hard. where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to gauge, man. I, uh, I I have I have stopped trying to guess how much money Marcus Smart will make because, like, really, are, are you gonna? Is a team gonna pony up money for a thirty percent shooter? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, Who maybe. Knows? Who knows? Well, the opposite. If you were to create the opposite of Marcus Smart shooting and make it a shoe company, it would be called Greats.com. Greats is the Brooklyn's first sneaker company. And I'm going to tell you, I'm loving them. Like I said earlier, if you're on my Instagram, JK Red's Army, you saw me post the picture with me looking fresh out there with my little black turtleneck and gray pea coat, jeans, and my Greats sneakers, my... Royale Blancos, white on white on white. They are super fresh, clean, comfortable. I love them. And if you go to greats.com, you'll see all sorts of styles for men and for women. Classic styles, limited styles, uh, more sneaker, athletic looking, kind of slip-on, leather stuff. Men and women, just any kind of look that you're trying to pull off, you can do it through greats.com. And you can do it for 15% off if you use the promo code LOCKED ON. So, 15% off for your first purchase with the promo code LOCKED ON if you go to greats.com. Look, the holidays are here. So, if you want to buy a pair for the sneakerhead in your life, this is a great way to do it. If you want to buy a pair for somebody who just likes to kind of do the dressy casual thing, do that. Or buy one for yourself. Like I said, men, women, it's good for everybody. You want to dress it up. You want to dress it down. You want to casual. You want to get the deal now through us with the lockdown code and put a pair away for the summer and have a nice cool pair of kicks to wear with your shorts and whatever. That's cool too. But do it now through greats.com with the promo code locked on. You get 15% off your first purchase. Like I said, go check it out. My Instagram is JK Reds Army. I put a picture on there. You can see it for yourself. And if you go to greats.com, you can see it for yourself. It is a wonderful product that I am very excited to have. And you know what? It is the smallest thing that Celtics fans could do for Brooklyn after after everything they've done for us. After everything Brooklyn has done for Boston fans, Boston fans should hit up greats.com. Yeah, you know, like it for Billy King. Sure. For Billy King. Yeah, you know, pour one out for Billy King, buy a pair of great sneakers. <laughs> And just yeah, it makes makes total sense. I mean, we look at that. Look at what we have on the floor. Thanks to Brooklyn, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving, who is one of the greats. dot com in the NBA right now. <laughs> and I, I guess going like circling all the way back to the MVP discussion, that Kyrie Irving has has done so well that after a kind of so-so in some people's minds, like not as good as Cleveland beginning to the season that all of a sudden he's thrust himself into this, this discussion 
however premature it might be, that he's out there balling out. And that game yesterday was ridiculous. Uh, to hit for 47 points on 22 shots, like, holy shit, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, that was that was not realistic. <laughs> not realistic at all. And then to do it after having 30 on 12 field goal attempts the night before or the game before 77 points on 34 field goal attempts the last two games it is it's not i literally statistically he went from having like a true shooting percentage that really wasn't impressive at all to now he's within a a fraction of his career high in true shooting percentage after two games which goes to your point about small sample sizes earlier, but it also goes to the goes to show just how ridiculous he's been the last two games. That he, I mean, sixteen for twenty-two after ten for twelve, twenty twenty-six for thirty-four. Man, <laughs> that's that's not Marcus Smart type numbers. No, they're not. So Kyrie has been awesome, and. The starters have been pretty good, but... Not true. Not tr- uh, I mean, the starters individually have been pretty good. Starting lineup has been no bueno. And this is, and this is where I'm going with that. And now I'm, I'm starting to look at this whole... Like, Marcus Morris is an interesting case. And there, there has been some chatter through our friends uh, at Celtics Hub especially and... Uh, Ryan Bernadoni specifically, who say that eventually this season wouldn't be shocking to trade Marcus Morris strictly for financial purposes because the Celtics are staring a salary, uh, I mean, a luxury tax problem in the face. And if they don't feel like they're actual finals contenders by the time the trade deadline rolls around, that trading Marcus Morris might make financial sense. If they're not going to go off and and actually challenge for the championship. Morris is a useful guy to teams, and and it would save money, and the Celtics could make sure that they get away from the luxury tax, and that would just prolong the things for a year. Follow, uh, follow Ryan at DangerCart or at Dan Jerkhart on Twitter, and he can explain it all to you. He's the cat. He's the cat guy on Twitter. Uh, but... Feeding into that may soon be the realization that Marcus Morris is not having a big positive impact on the Celtics right now, Like, which is weird because he did have a stretch in – it was – The Brooklyn game, he kind of won them. He did kind of win the Brooklyn and game, then, and then and, was and the Atlanta – The Atlanta game, he kind of won them too. Yeah, but so he had yeah. like the, those stretches where he just got hot, but overall – if you look at the on-off numbers, like his offensive rating on and off the court's almost exactly the same. The defensive rating, the team's defensive rating with him on on or off the court, on the court it's terrible, 105. Off the court it's great, 93. So he's the on-off, he's like a a minus 12. So early and these are absolutely not like the be all end all numbers at all at all at all at all. But it does give you a kind of an early glimpse into is Marcus Smart I mean, Mark, sorry, is Marcus Morris, how much is he actually helping? And is it because he's only been with the team for 
half of the games that they've played and they haven't had any real practice time. So he's just basically going off and doing what he does, which is shoot, 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 and barely ever pass. The, the one thing that really catches your eye about the stats is that of the Celtics' top 18 most frequently used lineups, the only one that's a negative is their current starting lineup, which is with Marcus Morris in it. And it's it's getting outscored by 13 points per 100 possessions over 62 minutes. So that that's right now their third most used lineup and literally the only one of their top 18 lineups that has that has been outscored through the first 18 games of the season and it's getting crushed and their defensive rating is horrible 118.6 points per 100 possessions so they they've got to figure something out whether it's just playing better whether it's you know figuring out how to maximize that group whether it's you know getting more ball movement, better better offense, better switching, whatever the case may be. But that starting lineup with Marcus Morris in it has not been at all good. And especially defensively, which is the way that the Celtics have won games. They're, they have right now like a defense that's potentially historic, and their starting lineup is bleeding points. So maybe that's just bad starts, whatever. But part of the reason that they've gotten off to so many bad starts part of the reason why they've had to come back from so many double digit deficits is because that starting unit just hasn't been good so they've got to either figure that out or or make a change but when you think of both of marcus morris's best stretches against brooklyn and then against atlanta came when he was with bench units when he could kind of do his own thing and that was okay because they were just gonna you know have a lot of defenders out there not a lot of guys who could create offense not a lot of shooters and I feel like that, that's all right when he does that because he's not taking away from quality possessions. But he can't do that with the starters because then he's taking away from more efficient players. And and right now with him, they haven't defended at at a quality rate. So that starting lineup, I don't think it's a it's an issue yet. Obviously, they haven't <laughs> lost any games in their last month plus. Um, but it's definitely something to monitor to see whether whether that improves, whether that's just something small sample, or whether that group is actually, um, you know, not not a group that will mesh together with Marcus Morris. So, since we're here, and might as well try to figure out a solution. What would the starting? What would a better starting lineup be? Because I like the idea of Aaron Baines coming off the bench to spell Al Horford. Uh, it's just another tough defender, and I, I think you, when you look at the Celtics' defensive rating on the court, Aaron Baines is right there. He's the he's the best rotation guy right now. So, do you start Marcus Smart and go Kyrie Smart, Tatum, Brown, and Horford? I mean, I think that's their best lineup. I uh, you see them close with it a lot. That's kind of their version of the death lineup. Can we call it the Kyrie and D lineup? (laughs) (laughs) The Kyrie suck my D lineup. The Kyrie ask my D lineup. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I like that one. Um, But yeah, that's, that's probably their best lineup. I don't know if you want to start Marcus smart because 
him off the bench. Although him off the bench hasn't, there's not a lot of bench scoring going on right now. So maybe maybe he'll be better off in the starting lineup. Maybe maybe Marcus Morris off the bench is a better thing. But Stevens is already juggling some front court stuff because he wants to get minutes for Tice. He wants to get minutes for Baines. It's tough to get both those guys in there. Um, so adding Marcus Morris to the bench and and making that even bigger, then you definitely have to take either Tice or Baines out of the rotation entirely. Then you have to think about you know what are we doing with Marcus Morris's minutes. So. I, I don't know. The the Celtics, it would almost make more sense for the Celtics if Marcus Morris is good for the starters, but he just hasn't been. And and we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I I would probably – I don't know. Would you, start, <laughs> would, you, would you start Marcus Smart? I, I think I think there's some merit to that, absolutely, because yeah. You, like, like you said, they finish, they finish with it. So you can't, you can't keep getting down – 15 points. That's just something's got to change. Now, it may just be that they've played every other damn day and they get no practice time and there's only so much you can do. There's there's going to be slippage all the way around when there's no practice time and what's going to end up happening is guys are going to start relying on their old habits. And because Morris came into this thing halfway through, he's just going to be him. Until he can't be anything else. There's no practice. There's no continuity. There's no way to develop anything that in, for him to be any other different kind of player. So roll with what you have. What do you have? You have Marcus Smart. You need bench scoring because the bench units can't score. So why not take this guy who can just go take over and be a scorer and just let him go do it there? And... So okay, so Daniel Tice, he he loses some minutes. You know, something something's got to give. Maybe you find another way. Maybe you maybe you cut Baines's minutes a little bit. Maybe you cut a couple here. Maybe you maybe you go big. Maybe you try going big sometimes, and you throw Horford into the four. And you I don't know. There are options. I think if you throw Smart out there, maybe maybe. They can create some offense for him, and he can get going with some better looks and better options, better decisions to be made for, for his offense where he doesn't feel like he has to carry a second unit, and he can go out there and just do what he does and maybe end up in the corner and start hitting a couple of corner threes and and just maybe get into a groove that way. I, I, I think... When you look at the two biggest problems that the Celtics are having right now, Marcus Smart and the second unit scoring are is basically one, and Marcus Morris and the impact on the starters is basically two. So flip them and see what happens. Boom. <laughs> Boom. If you got two problems, just flip them. Flip them. <laughs> you never <laughs> know. Soft. Yeah. It's like two no, magnets. It, look, you it, get two it, magnets that are pushing each other apart. You flip them together, flip around, they pull themselves together. It, it could be the solution. Marcus Smart, I, I do think that's their best lineup when he's with the starters instead of Marcus Morris. So maybe maybe that is the way to go. Maybe, maybe it is. We'll see. I've talked about magnets and gymnasts in today's show, so I think I'm just about done. You've hit, you've hit just about every note. 
<laughs> the, the Kyrie asked my D line. Was, that was probably your all time high. <laughs> all right. We're going to end on a high note. Uh, be sure to visit our friends at Hold Greg's on, hold on. Oh, Before oh, we stop. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, I just want to give out a PSA to the people. Ooh, PSA to the people. <clears throat> Do not get catfished on social media. <laughs> <laughs> If you are talking to someone on social media and it reaches the point where you are sharing personal information of one sort or another, you should actually know the person in real life. So I say that because Ray Allen is in the news. I don't know what the hell happened with Ray Allen in this situation. He's accusing someone of catfishing him. The uh, His alleged catfisher is accusing him of stalking him just a lot going on there but because i don't know what's going on i i'm not gonna give my two cents um the only thing is just just don't get catfished just just make sure you actually know humans and are talking to to the humans that you think you're talking to (laughs) and and maybe meet someone in person if you think that that there's a chance that you may want to move your relationship to a different level, whatever that different level may be, whether it's friendship, whether it's something else, whatever, just, just know who you're speaking to. That's, that's my great, great wisdom of the day. That's much appreciated. J King. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. You know what? But I will say, I think KG is looking a little fishy in this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he, he made this whole show of I don't have Ray Allen's number anymore. Yeah. You think that was one big just, setup? He was just making his alibi. This this has been years in the making, the, the KG catfish, man. Revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served in catfish. Catfish. Cold catfish. Courtesy of KG. Catfish, KG. They both start with the hard K sound. Dun dun dun! <laughs> what what a wild story that was! What crazy? I mean, God, what the hell, Ray Allen? Uh, I didn't even want to talk about that, so I'm not gonna. It's just so stupid. The whole uh, thing is stupid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get catfish. Just careful. Just know what you're getting into, people. Know what you're getting into. Don't be Ray Allen. Okay, again, please visit our friends at greats.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first purchase of some very fine footwear that I am enjoying quite a lot. And I'm still kind of salty you got them, and I haven't yet. Hey, that's just how it goes, man. They knew, they knew where to hit because I got the style. I'm the stylish one here. They know that you're just going to go and throw it with a hoodie and whatever. I am dressing this stuff up. So go I dope and hoodies. <laughs> go to greats.com. Your promo code is locked on for 15% off your first purchase. Also, join me and a couple of the other guys here on the podcast on the old draft app or draft.com. We're going to play a little fantasy basketball. We're going to have a little snake draft, and we're going to try and take our money. And if you use the promo code LO Celtics for that, you're going to get free entry into your first game. After making your first deposit, very simple. It's fully guaranteed. It's the draft app. 
or draft.com. So please go and frequent our sponsors because they're paying us money and they're giving us this great fun stuff. And, you know, it helps us out too. So do that. And by all means, subscribe to our podcast. If you're a first-time listener, you picked a hell of a show. It's a great show. You should be hooked. So go subscribe. Rate us five stars if you're a subscriber and you haven't done that. Give us a good review. Spread the word. Share the love. Tell all of your Celtics fan friends that they should be listening to us, the Locked On Celtics podcast, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.